Thanks for tuning in to the Bigger Hunters podcast, your host, Hunter Dital. Uh, today, we're going to be talking about if there's one regulation, we all have that one thing that just kind of drives us crazy. Maybe it's shooting geese past shooting time. Maybe it's something else, but we all have that one regulation that we wish we could we could change, and if we could change it, what effect would it have? Is it just personal, or is it something that would help all hunters? That's going to be the question uh, that we're going to be talking about today, so let's go ahead and jump in the podcast. Welcome back to the Bigger Hunters Podcast. Your host, Hunter Dydle. Thanks for tuning in again. We got a fun one tonight. <laughs> yet, Jeremy. Hey. It's your poppy. <laughs> and Dane. Oh, yeah. Oh, he did it this time. There you go. Look at him. Would you look at that? Oh, uh, and there's Boone. Boone's here. He's, he wants his own mic. Dakota's, Dakota's here, but she's being Dakota's good here. Girl. He's being good. He's just pissed I put him in the kennel. And then... He was whining before you put him in the kennel. Yeah. (laughs) And then Nala's being a princess upstairs. Yeah. You're you're a little couch princess. Yeah. I should have brought him a bed. I could grab a bed upstairs. I think that's what he was pissed about. He didn't want to lay on the cement. Really? He's fine. Yeah, I know. He's totally a couch princess. No. Giant child. That is what it is. If he's, like, not in my lap, he's pissed. Why don't you let him in your lap? Dude, he's like <laughs> 70 pounds. That's fine. No. You're wanting a baby, so. Mm. Right. Mm. I mean, it's the same thing. I think you <sighs> just want me to have a baby, so you, like I'm in the same <laughs> boat. But the problem is, when I would be getting into my boat, you would be getting out of your boat. Like, no. your kid would be almost two at that point. No, if you get it done like now. Your kid would still like September, October. Almost be a, it would be your kid would be a year and a half at that point. Okay, before we go any farther, men. Don't age ladies. But mostly men. I'm gonna warn you now because I was not (laughs) I was I was warned, but I was too stupid. Just know that we're heading towards Valentine's Day. Actually I think the week we I'd probably release this either the week of Thanksgiving or the week after Thanksgiving. Yeah. Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. Valentine's Day. Wow. <laughs> that just shows you the lack of sleep I've had. So I'm just going to tell you straight, man to man here, don't be an idiot. Like, seriously, don't be a freaking idiot. <laughs> don't and let be it a rip And then have a baby. Because here, there's two things. It's it's pretty, pretty rough, one. <laughs> but if you want to have a kid, I get it. But two, at least be smart about when you're doing it. Because if you let it rip, right, if Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving... At Valentine's Day, guess what? You have a baby right in the middle of hunting season, and then it ruins the rest of your season. Don't be a dummy. Don't be a dummy. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Don't don't listen to Dane. Dane the Bane. But but seriously, on a a smart note here, if if you're going to lease, if you want to have a kid, at least plan it, like, somewhat. Just take nine months. And throw a dart at the calendar, and then, like, you know exactly when it's going to happen. Don't be like me and have a kid in November, because your duck season's thrown off because you can't go anywhere, because you can't get too far away from mama, just in case she has baby early. But then, once you after you have the kid, then it's like three months of just pure... Agony? <laughs> yes, I was trying not to say hell, but pure agony. He's doing great now. I'm doing okay. <laughs> I was going to say, you should have seen him when I walked in this evening. <laughs> He's making a pot of coffee. <laughs> he literally is like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, no. One of, one of those days. <laughs> Actually, it hasn't been that bad. Like, I tell you what. I mean, I sent you that guy, you guys that Snapchat about being alone yesterday. And I was like, I finally at the house myself for like a couple hours. And I'm like, dude, this is like the best experience of my life. It's the best oh, day of my life. So, so yeah. 
Yeah. But, she wants to be in the kennel with him. Uh, okay, so back back on track here. So the topic for tonight is one one regulation. If you could change one regulation, what it would be. So meaning like if you wanted to kill hawks, you could change that regulation. Or if you wanted to back up what time frame, like say sunrise or sunset, you know, that shuts off at sunset, you can hunt past sunset, like one regulation, if you could change anything, what's the one regulation that you'd be able to change or want to change? So, you want me to start? Or you yeah, want? no, go for okay. it. Okay. Wait, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay, go for it. Okay, so my regulation that I would change, the one. So, Missouri has a tax. It's called one quarter, one percent sales tax. And one quarter, one percent of their sales tax goes to conservation. Ooh, I like that. So I would do one half of one percent because here's the thing. I'm a conservative guy. I believe in fiscal responsibility across the board. And I've had this debate with people because not to get super political, but I'm gonna do it anyway. People love Donald Trump. And I understand why people love him just from the economy standpoint. But here's the thing. Like the problem here is <clears throat> I'm I'm on the liberal side when it comes to conservation because I am back to what I was saying with the Trump thing. Like he spent way too much money. I was not happy with the money, amount of money they spent and how much money the Republicans spent. And they constantly want to bitch about how much Democrats spent, but yet that they were willing to bust money like crazy. So like you lose that 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 argument. But back to what I was saying. If there is one thing, if there is one thing to conserve and if by conserving you're spending money on it's your natural resource yep at some point our country is going to fall apart you could you can argue what do you whatever you want eventually mm-hmm. our country is going to fall fall apart just like every other country there's ever or empire that's ever existed we will fall apart and what are you conserving now in order for future yeah. generations to make a comeback because what is a country need or people need water and food. Yep. If you don't conserve your natural resource with water and food, people will die. <clears throat> so if there's one thing to conserve for anybody in general is water and food and especially hunting. So in my opinion, the state of Nebraska, one of the things that we struggle with most in conserving our state and making hunting opportunities plentiful, I saw... I saw a pretty harrowing, harrowing statistic a couple weeks ago. 90, I think 91% of deer that were harvested in the state of Nebraska is on private land. I believe it. Yeah. Like that. We also only, I mean, part of that is because Nebraska only has 8% public land. Yeah. So, totally agree with you. It's it makes sense, but that's also harrowing to the fact that like most of the public population doesn't have there's a access. large amount of public uh, population that does not have access to private land, and if they don't access to private land, their hunting opportunities are hindered, and so therefore <clears throat> it's that's just not a very like that's a very unhealthy cycle. Nope. It's a it's unhealthy cycle for the hunting community because there's less people in the hunting community, which means there's more people anti-gun, anti-hunting, which is not good for society and our culture in general. And, I mean, it's not good from society's perspective. If society was willing to fall apart, more people are going to die out of starvation because they don't know how to get their own food. Uh, so you, you were saying Missouri does that quarter of 1%? Yes. Do you know... What amount of Missouri is public? Is any anyone? Oh, it is it's huge See, compared to ours. Got isn't Mark it? Twain. I think they're pushing twenty five percent. I believe. It's, I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, carry it's on. It's way more. But that's the other thing too. Is like find out. the level to which they can serve. You have the Ozarks too. Yeah, <laughs> the level in which they can serve those areas as well. Like obviously, have the larger areas, but the other part of that is there's fourteen conservation areas that are centrally conserved just for ducks. Like, that's all they do. Mm-hmm. Planted, uh, like, flooded corn that you can hunt, flooded beans, natural, like, shallow 
wetlands you can hunt. <coughs> I mean, Holy there's a shit. lot of hunting opportunities. Like, even that. And I'm pretty sure you can hunt the rivers in Missouri. I think they're public, if I remember correctly. Really? So, no, I, I mean, in Kansas. Uh, Alaska is 95.8% public ground. Yeah. yeah. That's insane. <laughs> and it's the, it's the biggest state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, if you want some public ground to hunt, go to Alaska. Don't, don't come to Nebraska. But that's the thing is I – I would use that fun for conservation, like we talked about in the last podcast about killing predators. You know, hunting access is going to be, I think it is and is going to be the biggest hurdle for the hunting community to face in the next generation. Nebraska is only 2.8% public ground. Yep. And we are 48th. Kansas is 49th, Rhode Island is 50th, Missouri is 11.2%, and they're 30th. So they're middle of the pack. Yep, so they're right right there in the middle. Tennessee's got some. The other hard part about Nebraska is, like, we have, like, three or four conservation areas that pretty much make a majority. I would say, like, one, one of that 1% of that 1.8% or 2.8%. Mm-hmm. Like, there's... Two areas. <laughs> Nevada's got an insane amount. Yeah. So does Utah and Idaho. It's Oregon's, Oregon's 60% yeah, yeah. public. Western states have really become yeah. very popular. Yeah, that's People insane. Going. And, of course, now the Western states are having issues with the whole corner, cop, uh, corner hopping situation. Yeah. But, okay, so, I mean, really, money talks. And if you could have Nebraska have a fund where they – they purchase land because here's here's another issue that we're running into is like as a farmer, Dane, you understand that Oh, our ground's worth too much to No, like say it this way, you have a small family farm that's a few acres. Like a few acres. What's out a few of, to a few, you? Like a say like hundred five to fifty acres okay. farms. Yep. So they like pop an, up for that sale would be an acreage, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> I feel like I had to pop in because the rule that I would change is literally directly affects what you're talking about. Sorry, I'm eating a cracker. Um, Damn cracker. I know, right? <laughs> Damn. I'm well, taking a drink. But I'll finish up what I was saying. Okay, I would want a part, <laughs> a large part of that fund to go into purchasing land. Yeah. Okay. Because, like, a lot of those pieces of land like that, you don't need massive, like, 100,000 acre lands. Oh, for sure. You need five to 50 acres that are just left to be natural grass. So you can hunt turkeys, you can hunt deer, you can hunt. And you see that a lot more in the eastern side of the state, like small pockets. But even then, because there's, there's such a lack thereof, they get over hunted. The only problem. You're gonna run into is your farmers are going to outbid Nebraska so, Game and Park. Actually, like, no, that's not the problem. Nebraska has legislation that, and this is the rule that I would change. The Game and Parks isn't allowed to buy land; it has to be donated. Really? Yep. yep. That is what that is the rule I would change because so even if the they Game were and Park, like, I feel like not always. It wouldn't always, but on the eastern side of the state, like. We've, See, we've the, got the problem is going for $18,000 an you, acre. You're absolutely right. But the stuff that the Game and Parks is going to want to buy is not cropland. Yeah, no, you're right. It's yep. tree lines and <coughs> pastures, which, and, yes, pastures that, can be changed. Yep. Another thing that you could look at, though, is they could buy that crop ground, and then they could cash rent it, and you, you would well, still that, be that able... That is what they do on yeah, a lot of no, stuff. That would, yeah. No, absolutely. Totally I wasn't you are even right. thinking about that. They would still be making... <laughs> it would actually be a... They would make a profit off of it after so many years. Yeah. Well, and and then I, I honestly think any profit they would yeah. make off of farm ground that the Nebraska Game and Parks owns should be dumped right back into buying more ground or conservation in any aspect. So the second part of that, that fund would be obviously habitat development. But on the other part of this is Weehaws. Like, I think Weehaws have done a phenomenal job of opening up access to private land for public use in Kansas. Mm-hmm. We have the open fields and water program, but 
I think that that could have a lot more effect in the future of being able to open up access if the fund was bigger. Because, like, let's be honest, like, high-end leases, it just doesn't happen for most most people. I'm not saying that the... I'm not. I'm not even saying that Game of Parks could like lease up high, high quality or high dense, you know, land. But if they could open up more access, that's what they'd be going for. See, my thing is, I wish the Game of Parks would focus on getting higher quality. See, they. I mean, they get a lot of stuff, but if you look at like all the little open uh, field stuff across the state, a lot of it is. It's uh, junk that farmers it's don't just, want, it's, it's and they think they can stubble. get it. Yeah, I mean, it, it like if, if someone's gonna donate it, odds are it's something that wasn't worth much anyway. Well, these aren't these aren't donated properties. I'm talking about the open walking, or oh, walking by hunting, the weehaw stuff. We oh, okay. lease it. Okay. it is po- like my my problem it's is not it's worth pointless leasing. land to lease. Yep. I mean, you might depending on the area, get lucky and kill geese or ducks out of a field like that every once in a while. But, or you might get lucky and the pheasants come into the field to feed, but like, it's kind of hard to literally. And and the thing is in an open field. Yeah. And it's labeled as crop stubble. And like, there's a large percentage of what the open fields goes towards, um, that, it is land that has been useful, useless, in my opinion, for hunting opportunities. <coughs> well, that's the thing is, like, the other thing, too, is I would say creating hunting opportunities, meaning, like, so if you look at the firing line, mm-hmm. you know, I didn't, I, I mean, I had some hunting opportunities growing up, but, like, what for me, like, before we had the property we did out west that what really did well for us, like, we is trying to get small kids in an opportunity like that. It's hard. And <clears throat> for my dad, I mean, we, we goose hunt a little bit, but we really didn't have that much access. We had deer hunting access, but waterfowl hunting access. Yeah. In a situation like the firing line, which I guess I can name drop, whatever, Anybody can figure that out, yes, but yeah, that's popular enough. I think pretty popular. But like, go out at the fire line, and they used to have actually back down here at Plattsmith until the the flood happened. They had something similar to that, mm-hmm. like creating opportunities like that on the Platte River for people to just go in and have a dozen or two decoys and have the opportunity to even try it. Mm-hmm. Because that's the thing is like. Hunting is one of those things, if you want to get people into it, they have to have access. It doesn't necessarily even have to have that quality of access because they just need to try it. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of people where hunting, it's like, man, you got to invest a lot of money and a lot of time mm-hmm. to get into it. And there's a lot of people like, well, I don't know if I'm going to like it, so I don't really know, and I'm not going to try it if it's going to cost me five grand to get into it. Yeah. And that's where the, you know, like trying to take new hunters is a big thing for like us. But... <laughs> Creating an opportunity more like that, I think, would be super helpful. Yep. Yeah. You absolutely. know, if you had, like, two or three spots on the Platte River where they had three or four blinds where you could, you know, go and it's uh, the system where you got to pay a few bucks to get a day in. Or, or whatever. even if they did it, like, lottery-wise. Well, that's what I mean. Well, yeah. yeah. You put in for blinds yeah, on the Platte. Yep. Like, yeah, I think that would be, like, an awesome opportunity. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it'd be good for deer, but especially if like for waterfowl. And so like Well, and there's there is a program in Nebraska that many people don't know about. It is actually Platte River access. Um, you have to you have to apply for certain dates, basically. Yeah. Um, you sign up for dates and you may or may not get them. And there you're gonna be one of maybe a couple people back in there. Uh Westside does a lot of that stuff. Gotcha. Um, because well, where he lives, there's not much else besides that. But yeah, it's pretty hard to get into though. Yeah, some of it's really good for deer hunting. Some of it's good for turkey. Some of it's good for ducks when they're in that area, geese. But there's only I want to say there's only ten pieces of land. Yeah, and you know each land's pro- each piece is probably a couple hundred acres at most. So on the final part of that, obviously, is 
quality of access because you can have access all you want. It could be junk that never, nothing's ever there, and it's really not really useful for anybody to be effective on. So, you know, we talked about the predator issue with pheasants, but really one of the biggest issues with pheasants is habitat. Yeah. And if you do, uh, if you, if you invest in habitat on the places that we do have now and making the most effective, I mean, really you're also helping the hunters that are hunting it. And I think that there used to be a general population that used to hunt some, some forms that don't anymore because of one lack of access and two lack of quality. I mean, there used to be massive populations of hunters that just pheasant hunted and now they, there's only a smaller population that now kind of, I, from my, I mean, in my opinion, they now travel yeah, and they go different places. Yep. You know, there's <clears> obviously <throat> some that still pheasant hunt here in Nebraska and there's still a lot of, I think there is opportunity still in Nebraska, but is there that much opportunity other than like If a you're week willing to put the work in, you can find them here, but. Yeah. Uh, I'm talking like average Joe being able yeah. to go out and walk some public land and actually have some success. I mean, the guys that are really doing it do it every weekend and have a couple of pointers. And, yep. Yeah. I mean, they're really effective at killing. And if there's a spot where there's a high-density birds, you know, he's going to get in there, oh, shoot yeah. his limit, five it's, minutes to get out. It's hard to kill pheasants in Nebraska without a dog. Like, yeah. Which that's kind of... You can do it, but... To an extent, but... Yeah. But... but Back to what I was saying, like, I, breeding those opportunities, and it takes an investment, and that's what it's going to take to make that investment, because we could play around the idea of, you know, upping licenses, but then that also hurts people that are willing to hunt. Well, and even then, there's legislation that only allows them to up license prices so much every couple years. Yeah. But then it also, you know, hurts, hurts the average Joe. Yeah. So, sales tax, pretty simple, straightforward. Everyone can, you know, be mad about it, but you're making an an investment in Nebraska's future. Yeah. I so don't, I don't disagree. All right, I said what I said. You're up. I'm up. Yeah, you said it added on the yeah, mine. You, you well, of, you I my mine is the getting rid of. Legislation that doesn't allow the state to buy land the, for that aspect. I mean, I can find something different just so I'm not. Well, I, I think, you know, going back to what you're saying, <coughs> I think that yes, you're, I, I would agree with you. Do I, would I understand if someone had the argument of saying, long as it's not zoned in ag, you know, wetlands or dry, you know, dry oh. land or ranch land, okay, I can understand, but as long as it's not ag land. Oh, no, it, it would have to be. Even if it's Benef- ag land, beneficial, like <clears throat> even if it's ag land, let them buy it. Just have them cash rent it out to the farmer. They're making money at some point within ten years that they should have their money back and then reinvest that money into more land. The only well, problem, I'm, not, I'm the, not saying I disagree with you. I'm saying I can understand because really, you know, like you know, for an average hunter, you can go set up on a timber line on a cornfield and do great. Oh, yeah. Like, but I, I'm just saying I, I could understand that. Yo. Okay, like, I wouldn't want to see pure ag land bought. But let's say, for instance, a situation where west side of the minimum maintenance road was up for sale, state came in and wanted to buy it. I'm okay with that because they're buying a very productive tree line, Yo. both for, you know, turkeys and deer, and, you know, even predators, if people are into that, we know there's quail on your land. Like, there's great opportunities there. And then they cash rent out all the ag around it. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but going and just buying a pure section of ag, because the thing is, oh, yeah. no, I pure section that. of ag, that is going to cost a lot of money, especially Whoa. if it's on the east side of this state. That's the thing is, I don't think they're going to be able to. Farmers are going to get No, that. farmers are going to Yeah. Like, that property east side of the minimum maintenance road, what you're talking about. Great, great soil. No, I know. Uh, I I was just using it as know, a I, reference for but you. It, look at it this way: it's half timber. Damn, yeah, not, not half timber. It's I would say it's an eighth timber, and all of that ground is still has a really high value. I'm not going to throw numbers out there or anything. But, oh, I, yeah. Uh, I would 
would they be able to af- at that point when you're only buying 120 acres at almost m- however millions of dollars you're going to spend on that would it be worth it like they're going to be dumping so much money into so little amount of land it would almost be better to are we find marshland or something. Are we talking, cheap. sorry, are you talking the east or the west? Either the, side. Like, the east? Land in that area is it's about 18,000 yeah. an acre. <clears throat> See, the thing is, is I think if the Game and Parks had the ability to buy pieces, I don't think they would just buy 120 acre pieces. Most yeah. of your wildlife management areas throughout the state are so anywhere from 180 to 900 a hundred acres at eighteen thousand an acre is yeah one, it's it's a lot of money one million eight hundred thousand like yeah it's it's Nebraska but that's that's a big chunk of change for a small amount of land I'm unless not, they're going to profit off it like I'm not if, disagreeing if that they're that renting it or you're something. not you're not hearing an argument from no me. yeah um I actually I don't even know how we got there I just I was just trying to give uh an idea i wouldn't want the state there would have to be regulations on what the state was buying yeah. um especially since you know a lot of what the state would or the game i mean, shouldn't even say the state even though it kind of is the game and parks like their goal is to buy stuff would be to buy stuff that is gonna particularly probably gonna better towards hunting yeah um and outdoor and, activities and you honestly know, your better hunting grounds not necessarily the ag ground it's the wetlands and the marshes and oh uh, yeah your straight timber that that's where you're gonna and it's cheaper ground too so that's well and but they're gonna the point is is they're gonna end up with land yeah that is ag land and they definitely could use that because no one's gonna want like first of all landowners farmers aren't gonna want like the state to come in and buy basically the land around the tree line uh the um tree line and then uh, have to watch people trying to go in and out of their property yep. through the fields and yada yada. So again, they'd have to buy the section. But that was just to piggyback off you. Well, because I mean, my there's another main concern that I have in this conversation is that the issue I have is that you know you're seeing this consistently happen. Like <coughs> the costs of farming have gone way through the roof. Yields. Depends on the year. And then you've got the other side to where it just doesn't make sense for someone to farm 100 acres anymore. Yeah. No. And so family farms are getting sucked up by corporate farms. Yep. And let's be honest, majority of your corporate farms are not allowing hunters on their land. Yeah. Because it's an insurance For sure. Yep. Unless you're a local that knows somebody, it's very hard to get on. Even, Even being a local that knows somebody. Yeah. Uh, there's a guy, one of the neighbors, he used to let everybody come in and deer hunt. He doesn't like deer. He's a deer hunter himself, even. He's so fed up with, there's no respect anymore. Uh, he doesn't even let his friends hunt anymore. It's only open to him. Yeah. Which, and that's, that's on the hunters themselves fault. But yeah, where I'm going with this is even your smaller farmers, that have friends that want to hunt aren't letting them hunt anymore. Like leaving trash out there, or driving through a muddy field. It's you just can't be doing those things. Yeah, it's it. It just makes it harder for everybody else to gain permission somewhere. Absolutely. Well, and that's it's even worse on the corporate side. <clears throat> oh like, yeah, no, yeah. If you they if you roll up, up to a new all. area <clears throat> and you look on Onyx and it looks like it's a big corporate farm, I, honestly, ninety percent of the time, unless I know someone. I'm not even going to bother asking. No, the only person I know that like actually goes out as a way to do that is Brad, and he can talk to a rock. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that Brad. man can get a rock mm-hmm. to, to allow him, him to do whatever. Like, I don't no, know. I actually, if I had like, I, a six-year-old son, I could get permission anywhere. Oh, yeah. You People have a kid, soft spot When your kids. kid is three or four <laughs> years old, Hunter, actually, no, you need to be bringing her now. Like, farmers <laughs> She's gotta love She's got to be able kids. to hold a gun at least. Uh, I don't know. Farmers love kids. She's in for a rude awakening when if she thinks this girl's gonna be. Yeah, she a thinks Barbie. it's gonna be a cheerleader. I was like, shit. She's gonna bruh. be. All but but about even okay. Things. Back to what we were saying. Like, 
you know, private access obviously is getting it's really hard. And then as these small farms are getting sucked up by these corporate farms, it's just going to get worse. The cycle is yep. going to get worse. Oh yeah. So if you're not going to allow the state to get in and buy some land, like <clears throat> this whole cycle that we're having is going to get worse. And the problem here is that as 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 it gets harder for people for opportunities, there's going to be less people to do it, which yeah. means there's going to be less license sales, which means there's going to be less for the for the part or game. Jeez, yeah, Nebraska Park. Game and Parks to have to develop the habitat that we already have and the lands we already have. So the problem is just going to get worse. Oh yeah, it's a vicious and, cycle. And so at this point, like my my change and your change in regulation would reverse that. Now it may not take effect for a few years and not make a huge impact quickly. It would, I would say, in five years, it would make a a decent size impact. Oh, it'd help. And, you know, along with some of those regulations that would come with it, if the gaming parks was able to, especially, like, buy land. I mean, because I, I actually don't think if you did, if you imp- implemented the tax he's talking about, and then the gaming parks was able to buy land, I actually don't think money would be that big of an issue. Oh, yeah, I agree. Um, and, mm. I mean... But because it wouldn't be that big of an issue, I think the gaming parks would have to have limitations on what they, how much they could buy each year, whether it's a certain amount of acreage or... I wouldn't say how much they could buy, how much they could spend would be more... Because, like, they potentially could find some really cheap ground. Well, they they hit their cap. I would say how much they can spend a year. Well, but see, the thing is, is if... <clears throat> if I would go with how much because yeah, if they f- or actually the way I was gonna go about it is I would say they could only buy like let's say because what the gaming parks would want to do and it's what I would want them to do is I'd want them to f- buy big parcels that could be turned into wildlife management areas yep. like we're talking or even potentially state parks that would bring in more revenue. Um, we're talking like. Well, some of my, I mean, I'm obviously not going to name them. Some of my favorite um, wildlife management areas are in that five to a thousand acre range. 500. 500 to a thousand. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and I would, I mean, I would want to see the gaming parks if they, you know, the funds were coming in to be able to buy, let's say, one or two of those a year. Because, I'm, I mean, there's actually. I know of a piece of property that's for sale right now that if the gaming parks could get their hands, if the gaming parks could buy it, I think they would have already bought it. Yeah. Okay. So one quarter of 1%. Uh, so our Nebraska GDP, which it's not complete all sales, but would be 122 billion. A quarter percent of that would be about 3 million. So a quarter percent of one percent. No, a quarter a quarter of one percent. Yeah, would be about three million. Yeah. Yep. So if I did one half, how many billion did you say? One hundred twenty-two. So one percent would be one point two billion. It'd have to be more than three. It would be more than three million. You're no, it'd be more like thirty million. Yeah, or three hundred. Nah, no, it'd be 30 million, which 30 million, that's, you're yeah. talking about two really <laughs> impressive, really, really impressive pieces of land. Yep. And, I mean, and on top of that, putting a bunch of money into conservation. Yep. Yep. Um, I mean. <laughs> it seems like a no-brainer to me. Oh, absolutely. I completely agree. And that's um, the thing is, like, you know, you, we're, the, the other high aspect of this is just being an, yeah, yeah. I would say an open air rule type state like that can also be hiking or just nature trails or like development of just the outdoors. It doesn't just have to be hunting. Oh, it, no. Like I said, there's probably going to become pieces where they'll buy a piece. that has got a 30 acre uh, pond or something on it, or it's got the opportunity for a lake and they'll make a state park, Yeah, which, 
which doesn't have to even have hunting. It could just be a lot, a lot of like, usually if you look at a state park, there's going to be a section of it. You're not allowed to hunt and then they'll call the rest of it a wildlife management area. And that's where you can hunt. And And it's usually only bow hunting. If if there's camping on the property, depends on the size, where the camping's at safety aspects. But yeah, there are a few that are bow only, but there are a lot of them. You can still, I mean, you can still hunt yep. with rifles. I haven't heard anything more. Have you guys heard anything more about that lake they were talking about doing? That? No, actually, it's kind of falling off the I grid think. a little bit again. I mean, it comes up like that every wasn't a other public year. lake, though, was it? No, it was going to be a whole Massive. whole. It was like, yeah, it it was meant for recreational okay. purposes as well. They were talking about doing like there was hunting on it. They yeah. were going to allow uh, house houses on the land. Good. Which yeah. I th- would be great. I agree with that. I agree too. I mean, it'd be, you know, kind of think of like branched oak where yeah, you can hunt all similar. the stuff around it. That would be great. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Slap a campground on one side of it and only be able to hunt. Do I understand the, the complaints and stuff of the farmers that would probably get mm-hmm. eminent domain mm-hmm. on that stuff? Yeah, I totally feel that. But like, I would also love it. So. Well, yeah. <laughs> the problem, I mean, you talk about a situation like that, especially like, I mean, everybody in Nebraska already knows this, but pray for rain this spring because we have another dry year like we did this last year. I might give up duck hunting. Nebraska, I'm not even talking about the <laughs> recreational aspect. <laughs> Nebraska's going to be in trouble. Yeah. Like, because we are so limited on what we can do with the aquifer. Like, yeah. Um, and I mean, there were already, there were already some major concerns about what was going to be able to be done with water and not done with water in portions of this state. I was the other thing too is like, it's almost so much water going down the plat and it was dry this year. Oh, I mean, it's only yeah. getting worse. It oh. was, granted, it'll be better <clears throat> now than how worse. This is not the first year that river's gone dry though. And oh, that, no, that it's not. It happens almost every year. No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying like, if it's. It was bad this year. If we have another bad year, how bad is oh, it going to yeah. be? Now, we do have a few things coming for us. Colorado's gotten a ton of snow this year. Yeah. Um, actually, the west side that of the state. It doesn't come our way, though. Uh, some of it does. Yeah, but I think the majority of the snow they got was on the other side. It's of been all over the state this year. <clears throat> Mom, the, get closer to your mic. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> No, we'll we'll end up with it, at least some of it. Wyoming's gotten a good amount of snow too. South Dakota got a lot of snow, so the yeah, um, coming. the Missouri will be full this year. Um, I mean, they got fifty inches at one point. So. <laughs> hey, I'm not saying you know, like all things considered, I wish we had some snow. I think it'd be great, but snow goose season's looking pretty ripe again. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Like, other than I'm the freeze line. We, I'm I hoping say, we catch that freeze line again like we did last year. Oh. Now, if I obviously the freeze line isn't there, but, I mean, South Dakota's banked up. The Missouri's pretty high, so they're not going to sell the Missouri. It's going to be running fast. And then, I mean, we got our spot. It's looking good. It is looking good. Unfortunately, I'll play – Kind of, you could say nope, that. No, 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 no. You're supposed to be positive. Jim. I no. am. Be, I, this, Nancy. this, this is actually a po- positive in a in a way. We need a normal migration because this avian flu's got to pass. I mean, if if we get stuck with birds again like we did last year, I mean, so we got lucky in that when the avian flu started to go through the snow geese, they got north of us. Yeah, but it's been it's stuck with them oh, all no. off season Every and came down. We were, we were seeing three or four in the spread that had it there at the end of season. I literally never saw one. So. You never saw no. any there? Did you not? Uh-uh. Did you? Oh, there's, like, the last couple of hunts I went on, they were doing that little neck dance out in the water, just sitting there, dying. I never saw anything we, like that. We just always shot them, and, I mean, honest, honestly, I'm not going to eat a bird with the flu, so I left them. Well, I mean. Poor eagle. Hey. <laughs> I don't know if the Eagles can get it or not. They can. Well, my bad. <laughs> but um, wee, wee, wee. I, to, to, pretty much, it pretty to much be affects. Fair, I did tuck them in the brush pile most of the time. It pretty so much if I could af- get to them. affects most birds. Yeah. So that's part of like 
Yeah. But, I mean, I want to have a successful snow goose season, but I would love for a normal defrost this year. Um, I don't know what an actual normal defrost is supposed to look like, but we... I have. I don't think I've ever actually seen Nebraska, Eastern Nebraska in particular, hold that frost line like we did last year. I've never seen that many. Not for in this not area. for that long. And I mean, like, they were like on top of us. Yeah. No. We we had the solid. majority of the migration about right after Valentine's Day to about mid March. I was actually pretty surprised that we didn't see any guides show up. You know, that's a valid point. I'm surprised, too, actually. As many of them, like, end up in Missouri and then jump to South Dakota. Yeah. I'm surprised some didn't trickle in and hunt our area and just pay and who day knows? fees. They, they might have been asking and just not been able well, to. Well, they may have not wanted to get another guide's license. That's true. Because you got to oh, get a guide's license for, for every state. state. Yeah. And it might have been a little last minute notice yeah. to be able to do that. <laughs> they probably <clears throat> they probably do Missouri to catch the early birds, and then usually Nebraska doesn't hold the frost line. Usually it's South Dakota that holds the frost line. Yeah. And so they usually hop to South Dakota expecting to kill birds there, but you know, we held them so hard. I have a feeling seasonal open, South Dakota will still have snow and we won't. And I at least, especially the east side of the state, yeah. the west side of the state. <clears throat> At least the first part of season, I think we're going to see a lot of birds until South Dakota thaws. If if they do at any point, I'm going to be honest. I don't, I don't know. I'm going to hunt that much early on. We had such an issue yeah, trying to watch birds, really and I just got bored of it. There's a couple of hunts where I just wanted to say, like, it seems it happens every year, man. Like the well, we, we always we set, set the up spread up. Early. We set up early. We set the spread up, and then I feel like the first two weeks we see so many geese, and, like, every year I get irritated. Like, F this. Like, I'm not sick of sitting here watching birds. And then, like, usually, like, third weekend it finally, like, turns. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like, this is actually why I like snow geese. We do. Or snow goose hunting. We need to. Last year, I remember this. We set up, and we didn't even see birds. For what two weeks? No, it wasn't that long. We set up a little. There, we had decoys sitting out there in the weather when they didn't need to be sitting out there in the weather. So a hard thing, and I, I think I, we were seeing birds when we set up. We didn't kill a bird for like and two weeks. This is why I think we didn't personally. We, when we set up, the pond was pretty <laughs> much open. Yep. And so we had floaters out there, and then we got another freeze. And everything from that's gonna back happen up. every year, no matter what. Like we're, it's gonna thaw and freeze a couple times. Yeah, it's just hard because I, I personally, I wouldn't throw too many of the floaters that floaters out until I knew I wasn't gonna have an issue with it again or like a major issue. Because we, we had the floaters out and then we got like two, three inches of ice. Like yeah. people were walking out to the floaters. Yeah, they were frozen. Pretty they were. Yeah, and then there. I had that day where I spent like three hours yeah. breaking all the ice. Dude, that was exhausting. I. That, especially in, in that, that on mud that pond, yeah. yeah. Well, it's even if I mean if we don't end <clears> up with water on top of the ice at some point to give more water, it's even worse with how low it is. Well, I spent all that time breaking it, and we had enough wind where it started to flow, yeah. and it started to open itself yeah. up, and it was all right. But my gosh, that was awful. I wish well, was- and maybe that's what we do if we get another freeze. Ugh. We just take a. Um, chainsaw out there and open a big hole open a big hole and get a bubbler bubbler it's not deep enough no it's not we we tried it on that pond it just pushed mud on top of the, it literally bogged down the bubbler where did you try it or when well, i mean the permission part of the pond we oh that was that was before i was hunting with him that he tried it oh and you could probably make it work you might be. Able I was gonna to. say, how many? Uh, if you went out deeper and dropped it in, yeah, you, it would work fine. But I don't know, I don't we'd know. have to talk to the neighbor over there. There's probably no way for me to say this nice. So, <laughs> it, Not, it you, uh, you, uh, how do I say it? Uh, wouldn't the effort wouldn't be there to make it actually happen to get out that deep? <laughs> Let's just say uh, that. That's not even what I'm trying. <laughs> I'll say it after the podcast, but. Um, 
Is there a pause button? <laughs> you could you could make it happen if you really. Yeah, wanted I was just saying. Yeah. If that oh, is no, something you it. wanted, it, it could happen. Very I just easily. don't know that I would want to be a part of that process. Fair. Yeah. I also don't want to have to take gas down because I'm the closest one to that spot. <laughs> I don't want to haul gas down to the generator every day. So. And as many as trespassers as we had last yeah. year, I don't know that that would be something that yeah. I would also. Want to do. Have a bubbler disappear? Have a generator disappear? I wouldn't. I don't think the bubbler disappear. That'd be too much effort. It's yeah, the generator would be gone. I mean, damn trespassers! I know. That's probably another <laughs> podcast we can talk about. We had some fun, fun problems. Fun problems, not <laughs> yeah. fun problems. Actually, uh, yeah. it sucks. Uh, okay, so back to what we we're saying. I'm looking forward to snow goose. Turkey sounds pretty nice. Sounds I will say, before we get to more of the turkey stuff, actually, I was going to look, you do your regulation thing, but the biggest problem I had last year at Turkey was it was so freaking cold. Last, I'm, oh, no, I am, bow season was awful. I so That's what turned me off I want you. I actually want both of you to know, because I know last year was probably the most you turkey hunted in a yeah. long time. Yeah. Last year was weird. That was everything. literally, I was wearing my goose hunting, late season goose clothing Every, everything to go about out in the morning. From the beginning of season, basically until about, we killed three birds within a week, the second week of May. Oh, dude, once it warmed up, they fired Yeah, up. no, the, April was weird, early <laughs> season was weird. Once we got to May, things finally started yep. to pan out the way they were supposed to. shotgun was open, and I never killed one with my bow. Well, I just, you know. I, I went a couple times, I froze my butt off, and I'm like, this is not very fun. This not is coming this. from the dude tricked out in Sidco, so. I just, I you wouldn't, still I got wouldn't, cold. I wouldn't dress up like the snow, like, I wouldn't dress as if I was going on a goose hunt when I was going out to turkey. Hunt. Yeah, like no, I was, for sure. I was dressing up like I was either like a cold pheasant hunt or like a chili deer hunt. Dude, my first shotgun season ever, I remember this, my first turkey hunt. That I went with someone and we were shotgun hunting. I went out in like jeans and a t-shirt. Like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. it was warm, and even in the dark, oh, it was dude, still warm. Oh, dude, the the bird I killed on the waterfall property last year, I was in. I mean, I had my camo pants on, but then I had like the shirt I'm wearing, which is like an athletic fit shirt. I had a camo version of this. Yep. It was all I was wearing. I it was like 75 degrees yeah. that day. I okay. was That's what I was, should be. I got That's one of those times you get home and you <laughs> you got to change clothes and you're like, oh, <laughs> "Oh my god." But uh anyways, back to the point. The regulation I would change, I've got two of them. I would extend waterfowl season time. 15 minutes after light. Oh, yeah. I remember us talking I wouldn't, about that one. I, wouldn't, I, I originally said I'd go 30 minutes after, but Jeremy brought up a good point. You can't distinguish the birds when it gets that dark. So I'd go 15 minutes after sunset, and then I would extend all of our youth seasons a week longer. So usually, like right now, most of them, I think they're a it's weekend. just a weekend long. A weekend long. I would give them two weekends in a whole week. Even if it takes away from our season, like our adult season, I I just I think we need to get more kids out. Hmm. I don't disagree with that. Unfortunately, other than Emmett, like we've talked about taking him next year. Right now, I don't have a kid I could take out I got that Ava. has no. interest. Ava, I got Ava. Well, she counts yeah. Well, I mean, you gonna put a little like? I think they have to be able. It's eleven years old. Yeah. Uh, not for turkeys though. Deer, deer is eleven. Turkey, I don't think there's an age limit. It might. It's, it's turkey. I could use a crossbow and I just aim it and just pop her hand real quick. Yeah, I mean, you can. yeah. Uh, I, I want to say turkey's eight or six. It's uh, less than deer though. I've never heard it being less. I I've always heard that hunting period is like you can't take your hunter safety until you're eleven years old. I believe. Yep. Uh, now, do I shun people that take their kids sooner than that? No. No. 
I don't care. If you if you are if, if you are a hunter, die hard. <laughs> your kid's gonna be out there was, at five years old. I was yeah, I was with my dad at five years old. I was carrying a BB gun, and by eight, I had a shotgun in my hand oh, for dove hunting. Dude, like, I was rabbit hunting when I was four. Yeah, I, I was I killing anything? No. Exactly. Was I having fun? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but back to what you're saying. I stroke. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I would be open to that. I mean, the kid, the kid hunt or the youth hunting as- aspect. What do you think about adding veterans into that? Oh, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. You think so? I actually am disappointed we don't have a veteran season, like a vet, either a veteran specific or a named veteran season. Ooh. Another one. I think Nebraska should have a traditional muzzleloader season. I could be down, and it should be in September. Hey, I, August. I, Let's the last no. ten days of August. <laughs> I actually have. This is not. This probably could be a whole podcast, but the I've gone to the big game meetings, and I've been like, a month is ridiculous. Let's like split it into two weeks, and then put one at the beginning of the season for residents only. Yeah, and then one at the end of the season. My only thought process on the last 10 days of August is, so our bow season opens September 1st. Yeah. Our deer are all completely out of velvet by September 7th. Yeah, I wouldn't want... I dream kill. It's a dream. Full I, velvet buck. I don't disagree with you, but I would. I actually would not be about trying to have a gun-specific season so people could kill velvet. I could make an argument that you could do like a a two-day, two- or three-day archery hunt, like, say... Yeah, there's so few people that would actually buy a traditional muzzleloader and go out. No. I, I, dude, I There I would be a it. lot of people that would do it, I think. I, okay, I feel like there'd be a lot of people taking their rifles out and saying they shot it with a traditional. Well, then, yeah, that happens anyways because so, yeah, there's not do bad that. people. But I take that back. Yeah, I don't That's a whole other kind of podcast. But I think youth and veterans need more, more hunting opportunities. I don't know why we don't have a veteran season. So many states do at this point. Actually, I think all the states around us have veteran seasons, and we don't. I don't actually get that. I don't know. I couldn't tell you. It doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but apparently Nebraska hates veterans. Sorry, veterans. I guess. I wonder if so if a senator listens to this, I feel bad. <laughs> I guess I'll just have to take your senatorship. I sh- I'll, I Actually, I might. Anyone listening, if you get your surveys for waterfowl season, uh, you should put that into what to change because um, they'll be coming up here in the next couple of weeks now that waterfowl, their regular season's about to end. We need a veteran season. I would, yeah, a veteran season. I mean, reality is, is we wouldn't be able to do what we want to do without those guys, so we'd be British. Ooh, or some crazy other thing. <laughs> no, I agree. Uh, what was the other aspect? Oh, 15 minutes of light. For what? Just water waterfowl. Just talking waterfowl. Well, I mean, deer already goes 30 deer, minutes after. Deer's so. already that way. <sighs> Turkey's that way, isn't it? Turkey is sunset. <laughs> um, is. But I will say, I actually, if there was, you know, I didn't even talk about the fact that Nebraska did everything I wanted them to do for turkeys, but there's only one other rule I would have them change for turkeys, and I think we should be like a 1 or 2 o'clock state. So I actually yeah. get rid of time for turkey hunting. Yep, I agree. Um, not many <clears throat> people hunt. Not many people kill turkeys in the evening anyways, and I also think... You're just messing up their roost. You, you're you're, messing, up, late, you're like, messing up turkeys if you're trying to kill them and on the roost. Eat, and say you shoot one turkey... Right before light, they're getting ready to get in their roost. These turkeys don't know where to go now. The potential for them getting picked off by a predator increases that much. Well, yeah, p- picked off by a predator, um, completely moving off your property, yeah. too. And, like, if you bump hens from a roost and they fly two miles away, they might be leaving nests, yep. depending on the time of year. And they they may or may not come back because yep. if they feel unsafe, they may not come back. Um, yeah, I'd agree with that. One o'clock, 
I, I, I mean, this year we're going to hunt Missouri. Missouri, I believe, is a noon state. I'll have to check to make sure. Um, and there's a bunch of states in the south that have gone to 1 o'clock kind of stuff. I'm actually pretty happy about that because that means we can fish in the afternoon. Yeah, no, it, also, it does, le- it does leave opportunities. And my biggest argument <laughs> is that most people are not turkey hunting through the entire day. There are some. You're very dedicated people, and jeez, dude. I don't know if that's going to be picked up by the mics, but it will. Sorry, guys. Being <clears throat> but so, sorry, get back to the whole 15 minutes, though. I kind of took that away from you. Oh, uh, I was just asking because I was just curious. Do I think Do I think it'll be good? Yeah. The big thing I would say for us is we we're talking about goose season because goose season, there's so many times. I think everyone's experienced it right at light. Five minutes after light, you just got geese, like, just dumping. Oh, yeah. And it's so frustrating. You put that much work into, like, money, decoys, investment, relationships, and next thing you know, you just see geese, like, wanting into that field, but they just get up late. Yeah. And so, I, I and I think I said this because you and me talked about it last weekend that we went duck hunting. Quit. And uh, I see, I can see the argument for goose in particular. They do that for snow geese for conservation season. Yeah, you can shoot thirty after mm-hmm. for snows. Well, that's the thing is, I th- it, you know, if you look at the fly patterns and uh, what's that, what's that website uh, Osborne Labs. If you look at Osborne Labs, they've actually got. Full proof now showing that ducks are now becoming they're, more nocturnal. Yeah, they're becoming more nocturnal, and especially so I think, during hunting season. I think if you would do that, I think it would hinder them from. Uh, I think it would hinder them from flying in the evenings like that, and would actually push a lot of those geese to now fly in the mornings more. Yeah, I agree, because um, I think they do that just because they know, like we. I mean, they they literally exist to try to not die. Yeah. And if they knew that they'd be, I think that's the thing is like, especially in when it comes to the evening times, they can't see as well because the sun's starting to come down. Mm-hmm. So I think that would hinder them from continuing to do what they do at sunset and actually would be willing to fly in the morning. Yeah. Which would provide more hunting, hunting opportunities in the morning. Mm-hmm. So. I would do it for geese. I probably wouldn't do it for ducks. And I say I wouldn't do it for ducks just because there's so many different species and there's so many different regulations on them. Also, most of your duck hunters go out in the morning, so. Yeah, I will say I have hunted some places that if I could shoot 15 minutes after shooting light, I'd kill a ton of ducks. Yeah. Um, I would agree for ducks. I would say the duck populations are were due for a drought. And once, I mean, we just barely like barely squeaked by last year because everything was dry and then we got some spring rain for the dakotas which squeaked us out of being able to or having bad hatches but we're i mean I'll be every cute. every decade we have a massive drought in the dakotas and in canada and our duck population is just dumb i'll be curious to see what all that snow does for our ducks yeah is that I mean that I bet, hit, I bet that, out west with all that with all that uh snow that melts. I bet oh, there's a the lot. Sand, I bet the sand hills end up with a lot of cool because I mean that fifty inches that South Dakota got, Scott's Bluff got like thirty during that storm. I bet there's a lot of ducks that nest in that area this Oh year. yeah. I bet there is too. Well, I know where we're going. <laughs> Nowhere east side of the state, Rain Basin. Rain Basin, Rain Basin, Rain Basin. Hey, all you can give you is a WMAs. Watch out for cranes, though. Yeah, whooping cranes. Whooping cranes. Shout out to Jordan because yeah. we love you. That was funny when we talked to him about that. He was so. I mean, I understand. Like, we finally found a marsh where we were actually killing a good number of ducks, and then whooping crane. <laughs> Shut the whole thing down. <laughs> they literally shut it down. And never opened it back up. Uh, poor Jordan. But either way, like, uh, yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, the, the 
I don't disagree. I think Ducks will will see a downturn in Ducks. I mean, they keep. I don't know if they're gonna actually pass it, but you know that Nebraska looked at cutting our seed our duck season from like not you too. not for uh, for us was they were gonna go from 90 days to i think 60 days for i thought us. i think it was 35 oh really yeah it was like three weekends for three weeks for each unit gotcha which actually would be closer to 60 but a lot of them would overlap no lay down Four puppies. We're almost done. But I I would rather, I think we talked about it in another podcast, I would rather see us lose our limit a little bit. Yep. Go to like, oh, we talked about it with Matt, I think. I'd rather see us go to four ducks or something like that. Yeah, I would too. I mean, I'd rather, because that's the thing is like, especially being a dad now, I mean, you're hunting acts, time is a limit. Yeah. Being busy, so I'd well, much I'm, rather hunt. When that survey came out, I'm sure that's what a lot of people said. It's like, uh, well, when are we going to... Not everybody's going to be able to go three weekends in a row. That's the other thing, too, is like... <laughs> I, this seems rude, but like... Uh, the part about that that would drive me nuts is like... Looking at harvesting numbers between Nebraska and say like Louisiana, Arkansas... Like Louisiana people can... You can sit there and complain all you want about how you don't have hey. ducks anymore. No. Um, people can people can complain in Louisiana all they want about they don't have ducks anymore. But if you look at their harvest limits, they like make us look like fools. Wow! And the the South after the year they just had, they got nothing. To they have about. nothing to complain about. I mean, I I, I mean, I, I mean, no disrespect, but <laughs> they got silly with ducks this year. I mean. And early, too. I mean, we... You think, you know, it's funny. The debate has been ended. We got one legit cold winter. The North, did they held ducks until we had a major storm come through, push them all south. They all went south, and they stayed south. Yep. So if you want to complain about these corn ponds and all these reservations, you're full crap. If we get cold, they push out because they don't have open water, and... They're gone. I would say about food sources, whatever you want, but it the the debate has now been ended. So, Southerner, you want to you want to fight over, argue it over. Sorry, this was your argument's been ended. This was like my eighth or ninth year of waterfowl hunting, and I think this is the first time I can ever say that I saw like the end of the migration for ducks. I saw it. Well, we saw it a couple of years ago when we had that ma- major Arctic blast, but season was but over. But that was in February, yeah. yeah. I'm saying during season, like, you know, what people talked about, you know, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. Um, nah, this- I, yes and no. They used to have cold, and then it would stay cold. So, like, we saw all the ducks past us, but even back then, all of the geese would would leave as well because it would well, get, that's, that's it would why get that cold and stay cold. That's why I said ducks. Yeah. Geese, at this point with the way geese act, I don't think we'll ever see the end of the goose migration. Not unless something like crazy happens. Like we get 50 Because like my dad used to talk state. about, they'd, they'd lose all their ducks by Thanksgiving and all their geese would be migrated and gone by Christmas. Yeah. So, I mean... Yeah, I I don't ever see geese ever, but that's the thing is like last year we had umpteen amount of lessers, and this year we had we some early sh- on, but they're few. gone. We were shooting graders by Thanksgiving. They're I mean they're gone <coughs> now. Now I think maybe this weekend we'll pick some up because of re- reverse migration, but yeah, I could see that happening. I'm not excited to put up the snow goose spread, but this next two week forecast, there's a lot of days that don't uh. drop below freezing period. Get out the old chainsaw. Yeah, I haven't told you we're doing that Sunday. Who? What? Yeah, we're gonna go brush hog the. I didn't tell him. I forgot. Sorry. So I just just found out like two days ago. I figured Jared would have told him. I did too. Uh, You don't have to come. Don't don't. I gotta watch the baby all day. so. So don't feel obligated. Like you need to show up. We're just gonna mow the grass where we cut trees last year. 
Yeah. Jared doesn't even want to cut trees, but I'm going to do it. So if I'm taking if the he, tractor down there. If he thinks I'm coming down there and not cutting trees. If I'm taking the tractor down there, I'm doing it one time, and I'm yeah. cutting the trees and mowing at the same time. Like, it's happening. Yeah, I'm cutting. I'll, I'll cut all the way to those big cottonwoods at the end. Cottonwoods, whatever those are at the end there by the fence. To the north or to the south? South. Y'all know if you had to communicate with me, I'm actually I'm, open Saturday to do stuff. Uh, so you that is another option. <laughs> we can do it Saturday also. Uh, I picked Sunday because I thought it would be drier if Saturday comes around and it's dry enough. Yeah, just let me you can do it Saturday. Be, I think it's going to be mucky either way. Uh, if it's muddy, I'm not going through that dude's field with my truck and a tractor. 11,000 pound truck and trailer and tractor. I'm I'm not gonna drive through his field. It's it's that simple. You could drive the waterway. The side I'm of not the gonna. Yeah, but once you ride up a waterway, that's where the water travels, and then it yeah. washes out. And I I'm not gonna piss this guy off. It's not. No, I get it. I oh, I don't I don't disagree. But I think right. he's I think he's a little ahead of the game on getting this done, which is not a problem. I actually appreciate being ahead rather than behind. But if we can't do it, I'm not going to force it. I'm not going to rut up a field just to cut trees and mow yeah, grass. I, I don't it. disagree. All right, let's get off the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, appreciate it. If there's a regulation you'd like to change, jump over to our Facebook. Uh, we've got a podcast group, uh, Bigger and Hunters Fans Forum. Jump on there. We I put on news, uh, stuff that comes up, put the podcast uh, talk to other people about discussions about what they think, gear stuff, whatever. Uh, jump on over there. Let me know that there's a regulation you'd like to change in your state. Love to talk to you about it. So, all right, guys, appreciate it. Have a good night.